Welcome to the Ausländer. Hi there, everyone. This is Marco Cube, and just before starting the episode with Carlota, I just wanted to make a short introduction of what this podcast will be about. The Ausländer, which in German means the foreigner or immigrant, will consist about a serial of interviews between me and guests all around the world who are living in countries or they have lived in countries that they are not their motherland. Mainly, this conversation will turn around about their experiences immigrating and going to a country, what was comfortable to them, what was difficult, what was fun, what has been their best experience until now, what can they recommend to other people who wants to go to live to the country where they are living. The idea is that anyone who listens to this podcast can get a little bit of a glimpse what it means to be a foreigner, to be an Ausländer. Of course, in each episode we try to focus a little bit also on the most funny experiences that the guest has had. And yeah, I nearly forgot it. They also need to choose an alcoholic drink that we will be drinking the whole recording of the episode. So by the end of the episode, normally the funniest stories come by, so stay until the end. Now, let's just start the real episode. So, first episode of The Ausländer. I'm really, really happy to have uh, Carlota here with me. Um, she's one of my best buddies uh, in Frankfurt. And um, yeah, well, also back from Barcelona. So, same city. We know each other for quite a long time. Um, around six years. Yeah. No, I would say so. Yeah, I would say so. Six years six at years, least. Six years at least. So yeah, welcome. Thank you. We are repeating this introduction uh, for a second time as the door of uh, our lovely studio uh, was ringing just after the first 10 minutes of episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so Carlota and me, we know each other from university, as we said, uh, from Barcelona. So we studied the same career. Uh, we are inventors. Yeah. We are inventors. <laughs> we studied industrial design, but we were mainly like doing a lot of things. Actually, a lot of projects that I would not consider even close to industrial design. No. Like, we, I think that both of us, we had more uh, a kind of, of more electronics and like technical side rather than design itself. Yeah. True. I, I can consider myself mo more technical rather than designer. Designer, yeah. Yeah, yeah but life uh, kind of uh, makes us going to the same profession. So we are both... Thanks uh, to you, basically. I, I followed I your steps <laughs> at some point. I mean, you are the main reason why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, but at the end, it's just like, uh, it's not only about uh, following someone. Yeah, I, exactly. I just uh, had the opportunity to... to include you in the in the amazing experience of the project that we were working together here in Frankfurt and at the end I I end quitting that that project and you're still there so, so yeah. you're something you're doing something I really, really miss well you. you know I really miss you <laughs> I think you are doing well so it's yeah. just like <laughs> but that would be great having you in the team also again <laughs> yeah yeah it's just so I think It has been an experience that we have seen a little bit like together, even if you came here to Germany like one year after me. Yeah. Um, as we already said, uh, it was mainly for, for 
job reasons. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I nearly forgot. Uh, just quick introduction to the drink that Carlota has proposed for for today. It's a Rothaus Pils, uh, one of my favorite beers here in Germany. I would say, like really, really, really nice Pils. And I was totally confused because I thought that I had to choose a beer from here. That's why I didn't took Estrella because it was also, I mean, as an Auslander, Sudlander, let's say. <laughs> Um, I also wanted to take a beer from Germany, and for me, the size and the taste are—I think it's the best one. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think it's one of the nice taste beer spills. Mm. And, and the size, the size—it's size, really nice. The size for for all the people who are listening uh, us from outside of Germany. Um, normal size here is zero point five uh, beers. We are used to Estrella Dam or Estrella Galicia or even Moritz, where in Spain the normal standard size is zero point thirty-three, or even less. Oh, the zero point two or zero point two. That that's true, also true. quite normal. And then you come here to Germany and you have beers that are big as my head, and then <laughs> you're always escalating things. Because of that, exactly. Yeah. It's it's so easy just to start with a six pack of zero uh, point five and not realizing yeah. it. Just like start drinking and, and suddenly it, you have to drink like three liters of and beer. Suddenly <laughs> it's four a.m. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know no, that story. That happens. happens. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think we have covered like a little bit why you you, you are in Germany. Um, it was an easy decision to take. Actually. It was a decision made with less than in less than two seconds. Okay. I I it, I think that coming here it was not even a decision that needed more than maybe people say yeah just take twenty four hours like talk with a pillow I don't know <laughs> if it's a direct explanation because there's an expression in in Catalan that it says just Discussive, take twenty four yeah. hours and talk with the pillow but for me it was like I will not even think about it yes and. You can always go back if you have the chance. You have always the possibility to go back home. Then it took me two seconds maximum to decide to go. Why? I mean, it just I mean, as a person from Barcelona, I kind of understand also like the, the dynamic of, of of salaries, and, and we know. No, it was not because of the salary. It was not because it was from, from one side. I never um, imagined myself moving out of Barcelona. I mean. I don't know, but back in the days, people that were uh, going from Spain to Germany, I don't know in your generation, but in my generation, I mean, we are quite close, let's mm. say, but it was people that were kind of the the best ones, you know? You were, they were considered always the best mm. ones, and you had this 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 picture in your head that that people going to Germany were always the best ones. Then... At some point, there was something inside of me saying, if you have this chance, just take it. And if you don't like it, you can always go back. I mean, mm. this project, it's not you're not marrying with someone or you're not taking a decision for life. Then And going back home, it doesn't mean that it's a failure. It's actually it's going to bring you a lot of different points of view, from cultural point of view and also from professional point of view. And just about trying. It's You're mm. not losing anything about trying it. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose also like... Um it's it's an easy decision to take when you are like a little bit safe on, on that side. I mean, that's the point. I mean, I, I I don't know if I would take the same decision without any kind of like job, mm -hmm. because obviously that would probably be more difficult. 
language wise like i don't i still don't speak german still after two years yeah i know <laughs> i'm doing my best but i'm just taking it little by little um but in that case i think that obviously for me it was or for us because i, I also can relate you with my experience but mm. um it was quite everything was quite easy quite clear um It was also something that I... Okay, the decision was made in less than two seconds, but it took me 10 days to move from Barcelona to Frankfurt. Like, they were asking me to move as soon yeah. as possible. Then, mm-hmm. obviously, you don't have that much time to, to think about it. First yeah, so it's, it's, it's like it happened really, really fast. Um, we, we were talking about uh, the, the option. Actually... It happened that it failed one before yeah, that. Yeah, but actually for me, everything was... I mean, I was... The process itself. Um, I just got my contract because I finished my trainee after eight months mm. and my master's degree. Then I got my contract. on it, it was already November. Then one month after, like it was December, then Christmas holidays... And I remember that the second week of January, this option was on the table. Then I remember just calling my mom, saying, hey, they are offering me the possibility to go to Frankfurt. And the sentence of my mom was like, but you were, I mean, you got the contract one month ago. <laughs> like, what's, what's, you know, yeah, what's yeah, going on? It's like, yeah, but what, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to take it. Sure. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Mm. Does it? From a, from a perspective, if you had a clear understanding or clear point of view, I mean, would you have considered as fast other places also, like if it was not Germany, for example? I never thought about moving. That's that's the point. I, I never thought about moving. I, I mean, I think that my professional career was starting at that point. I thought that I was learning like fast, but I needed to learn a lot. And it was a actually a good job for learning because you had a, a lot of different projects and I also I was taking care of a, of a new trainee and I was just teaching her that that also was something for learning for me mm-hmm. like everything but obviously for my decision was made maybe that fast because I was also quite safe in here in Frankfurt like I had you mm-hmm. and also maybe I didn't know Juanca hello mm-hmm. Juanca um, <laughs> but also I mean that's already a safe environment from my point of view yeah, then it's a, giving a lot of facilities to some to something that it's very hard to do yeah you know it's, it's something that i also remember when i came at the end it's just like uh, and Juan, the plan was, was already here yeah and I, i was able to ask uh, the single thing of asking uh, which neighborhoods I, i should be going exactly. or not or, or that was what my first cool question bars. Uh, that's that's so easy done no i mean yeah that, that, that's true i mean when you have a contact already in place it, it's it makes things yeah. quite quite more more smooth. easy i mean you went to check my apartment <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> you know like I, i was not able to to check my the, the apartment and then you went to check my apartment and that was make making things easier with the and only condition of uh, checking if the rabbit if the, ra- if the, the bunny rabbit was smelling the, the <laughs> and at the end the bunny, the bunny was fucking smelling yeah, yeah. So but yeah that's that's something that's collateral um problems you know in yeah. that case because also the fact that um i don't know but in your case you were already for one year but in my case they were just 
saying to me like, no, you're going only for the moment, you're only going to stay three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then everything was kind of blurry mm-hmm. at some point. There was no roadmap or any kind of plan. Mm-hmm. And everything just turned into a weird situation. And we both know what we are talking about. Maybe it's not a moment to talk about yeah. it now, but yeah, everything was like, I think that I have the feeling and you have, if I have to summarize everything, I took the train where I needed to take it. And both of us, we took the options that were given in that moment. And we needed to have fast decisions on this. Like in my case, for example, I was not even taking decisions of or thinking about it. Like, no, no, I'm going to stay here. I mm-hmm. will just made it. And if I, if it, if I really want to go back to Barcelona because I really miss Barcelona, that is not the case because we are, or before Corona, obviously we were going, I was going at least once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. Then, I don't know, at some point... So do you think that the proximity between cities at the end also makes things easier? So your life is easier no. in Frankfurt also because you are able to go back to Barcelona, so you miss less I things? I thought that... I really thought that and that's why I was going maybe once or twice to Barcelona a month. Mm. But Corona, for example, make, made me realize about a lot of things. And the first thing it was that I couldn't go for almost six months or between six and eight mm. months. And that at the beginning was hard. But I just realized that I was living in between two cities at some point. Mm. I was trying to maintain my life in Barcelona at the same time that I was living in here. Then I couldn't start to me- start to making my new life in here because I was not totally disattached from my life in Barcelona. So there was then. no settlement. Uh, exactly. I was not feeling there. home in anywhere mm-hmm. yeah. because I was going back to my parents' place and then coming back here to apartment with uh, another girl that I was not feeling home. Then it was... I, I, I guess and when you take that decision, the most important thing is feeling home or trying to find a place that you can feel home or people. Agree, completely agree. When you live at least with people that you don't know. I think it's it's something that I also wanted to ask you because knowing um, how is uh, the fact of uh, going to another city and sharing flats in there because... Um, in Barcelona, for example, we are a little bit more used to this and at the end there is not language barriers, uh, barriers or there is no uh, specific uh, things that you might consider. No? And, um, here, everything you, you don't know anything when you enter to these flats. And, and, and I didn't even know my, my, my flatmate. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, this, I was not even thinking about it. I think I, I have spent, I've been living two years in here and I started to realize my move like six months ago at some point. Mm-hmm. And also when I came here and I didn't know my flatmate, we started very good actually. We had a good kind of flatmate relationship. Mm-hmm. At the end it, it it went wrong because of circumstances. Um, but at some point it, it was risky also. Like... And also, but on the other side, she was also used to live with people that were not sharing any kind of life with her. Mm. Then for her was also very like nice at the same time, easygoing to be able at at least to share life with Mm. people that was living with. 
And at so, and for me, it was very important to remark this. Like, when I came here, I mean, I was living in a flat that any kind, any furniture was mine, anything was mine, mm. everything was already set there, and I didn't know the 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 flatmate. And okay, at the beginning, the first three months, you don't realize it because you're working, you're nervous because of the project, you're trying to settle down, you're trying to move on at some point, not thinking about yourself. Mm. But at the moment that you start thinking about yourself, you start realizing that maybe you need to have a ankle, like, mm-hmm. you know, an anchor. an anchor at some point, emotionally yeah. anchor. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really a point. No, I, I suppose like uh, having support and uh, I, I think it, it goes back a little bit to the circle of having people also here. And, and, and that makes things also easier because at the end, but I'm also quite social. I mean, I think I di- it didn't take me. Actually, something that I will totally assume I opened Tinder for my first time in here. Oh, really? Yeah, I never used Tinder or these <laughs> apps in Barcelona. I mean, it's not my style. But I thought I, I, I was using Tinder may, or mainly for meeting people. It so was no it, intention of anything. Exactly, it, but just exactly. It, just making friends, just meeting That's people, nice. and also, I mean, every time, I'm hard part here. Then <laughs> I talk with stones, with the stones, basically. Then I am always talking with people that I don't know. Um, then for me, it's I don't know. It's quite easy to know people. Not maybe making friends is an, it's another step, but at least social wise. I think that I don't have any kind of problem mm. and that was easy because at the second month I already I met Luca mm-hmm. and he yeah. already introduced me a lot of people and actually thanks I mean because of Luca I'm living in a flat that I'm been living for one year now and then I'm really happy to be with those guys well not anymore when, yeah, when we release mo- this podcast episode I'm, I'm, I'm most probably moving, not I'm moving in two weeks yeah. <laughs> I'm, the day of two my weeks, birthday two weeks like uh, it means like for this like podcast now, like I'm, two months ago but yeah, yeah sure okay. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah I mean I know you and I and I've come on we have partied in Barcelona we have gone to parties in here uh I'm, I'm really interested on, on, a, on a little bit of comparison because let's be 100% honest in here, it's not the same style of parties. No, they don't dance. For example, <laughs> one, thing, one, one thing that I really miss, and it's something that we have already discussed at home with Philip and Edu, by the way, hello, Philip and Edu, um, kisses. Um, our way for partying, it's not, it's not the same way as they, or the same kind of mindset. Uh, at some point, when I was going for a party in Barcelona, my main goal was dancing and having fun. Mm-hmm. And in here, people don't dance at all. They go f- to listen to music. Do you think music. that's because of the music or it's because of it's the because, style? Of first what? of all, because of the music, because techno, it doesn't mm-hmm. give you that much space yeah. for dancing. Okay. First of all, there's more an electronic um, um in, um, environment, environment yeah. rather than what we have, for example, in Spain, that it's more reggaeton, pop music. And in, we are more able to dance. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so sorry, people from Germany, but I don't see your rhythm being like very good at dancing <laughs> most of the times. And I have several like 
example. Example. Um, but it's also because I think that uh, we are we are very used or we are often expressing ourselves with dancing, even mm -hmm. if you are a guy. I mean, that's not true because in Barcelona, obviously, there's guys don't dance that much. Girls are always dancing. It's, that's that's a, a serious uh, gender construction. At yes. And yes, and in here. Girls are not also are, are not expressing themselves like like they are not I don't see them being totally free dancing. I've never seen in a techno club a girl really like even I mean maybe she was totally in drugs and she was probably dancing as hell. But I don't know. I just have the feeling that every time that I went for partying or for dancing, um people were looking at me like, wow, this girl she's totally like Um, drunk into, into or it. into it and yeah. it's like no it's my it's actually my way of, of living party and also I think it's about culture and it's about um, way to express also mm. music wise and I guess or I, I I just assumed at sort at some point that in here they are not going for dancing they are going to listen to music Then yeah, in our true. case, it's we are going for dancing, and the music is something that goes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I completely got that. Yeah. So, and actually, just like from from a perspective of uh, maybe living a little bit out, what what means uh, party or means uh, the funny part of of life or hobbies or whatever? What do you will say that it's the biggest uh, um, thing that you miss from Barcelona right now? I mean, I, I actually, I will not remark like, I would not like to remark like superficial things. If I, there's one thing that I miss, for example, that it's one very big thing. And it's totally, I just realized it after going back from partying like several times mm -hmm. alone, feeling safe when I'm coming back home. And that's, crazy because I've never felt like in danger or obviously I'm like sometimes in Barcelona when you're coming back home from partying and you're alone um, there's a kind of there's always an insecurity, insecurity. Mm. but in here because of the language because you don't understand when, what people is saying because there's no that much light on the street and everything it's so fucking dark Um, you don't know the streets properly then you are, mm -hmm. you need to check Google Maps every time and you are drunk and yeah and these kind of things that for me was the one of the most shocking things mm -hmm. because I never experienced that like this okay that's 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 curious because I mean knowing Barcelona knowing Frankfurt I completely agree with the, with the light thing I, mm. I always said that streets in in frankfurt are quite dark mm. at night um but at the end come on uh, we if we if we analyze uh, parts of barcelona like raval or gothic or everything where we are feeling comfortable because we we went a lot to there but um and there's a lot of problems in yeah, there there is i mean lot. if a girl walking alone in that area of barcelona will probably have problems mm -hmm. but i've never felt scared I've never felt any and kind. And here, and here, the, the, it's it's weird because I had this feeling like I remember one day coming back from Tan's house, mm -hmm. 
No, it was not from Dance House. Wow, it was from... So Dance House is one of the clubs. Yeah, here Dance House is one of the clubs. And I remember that uh, I went with Tanya, my old flatmate, the mm -hmm. first flatmate that I had, um, for uh, Nosha's birthday, uh, mm -hmm. his ex-boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Then we went to different bars and then we ended up in a club that I, I, I just, I don't even remember the name. And they left and they left me there. And when I left the the club, I didn't have any kind of battery, and I didn't know where the fuck I, I was. Mm, okay. It yeah. was daylight, okay, but I didn't know where the fuck I, I was. I was totally drunk, and I couldn't take a taxi because I couldn't pay it because I didn't have money, and I had to wait go back home by by foot, and I it was like shit. It's the first moment that I consider that if something happened. Nobody will know anything. Nobody will know anything. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's. I, I, I suppose the factor of not knowing the city, especially yeah. the first, I would say, month, uh, even year, it, it's. It sounds. And the problem is like yeah. my problem was not knowing where I, I was because then I I I could remember like okay I, I knew that we were next to Villa Van Plats. I just need to find the Euro. You know, sign. The Euro sign. <laughs> then from the Euro sign, I know how to get to my place. Mm. But it took me half an hour mm. first. And obviously, I was scared because I didn't want to get into Hautbache or Habanhof mm -hmm. side. Mm -hmm. Then, even less with, because I was totally drunk, I have to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah, sure. yeah. and the, also the other side, like when you go for a party with someone, you don't leave that, pers that person yeah. alone. True. You know, that's the other side. That, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's interesting and it's 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 um, it's a, it's a nice point. Uh, at the end, it's just like they were happening a lot of a lot of shit this that that night. I I mean, there's a lot of things that happened that night. <laughs> so going to this, actually, what what's the weirdest moment that you you felt here? Weirdest in terms of uh, not not being like unsafe or not being. What what is the moment that you consider that? Uh... Sorry, yeah, I'm just breaking. I'm just breaking the paper. Yeah, that's of the that's beer. a that's a thing that we know, and that yes. will be something that I will need to edit in here. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, what what would be the the strangest moment or the moment that you remember? Like, oh, okay, this is something that will never happen at, at back at home. Okay, right? there's several things. For example, my first um, shocking thing. I mean, I have made an. Uh, Let's say I had I already had a stereotype built from Germans that was totally broken when I came mm -hmm. here. Then I started to build this new stereotype. Okay, mm -hmm. I made on data. Let's say because I'm living here, you know. Um, but the first one, it's for example looking for a flat and that the flat doesn't have any kind of any kitchen. That for me was totally shocking. Like. Why are you renting a flat without a fucking kitchen? Why I need to pay for the kitchen? You know, this is, it's, for me, it's, it's, <laughs> it, I, it took me a lot of time. And even when I talk with my parents, they don't even believe it. And I need to show them pictures about it. But that, that's a cultural thing at the end. It's yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, here yeah, it's exactly. really normal that you rent a flat and yeah. you build your kitchen Yeah, in that exactly. Flat. Yeah, but for me, it was totally confusing. Like, wh why people would like to just build their own kitchen if they, for example, are moving in two years, then it means that how 
how are they going to manage? They are going to take their kitchen with them. I mean, the sizes are not the same. I, I, actually, I've seen that. I mean, I've seen people taking their kitchens. Yeah, but that's, that's not normal. That's not practical. And Germans are very practical. And this is not practical at all in any case. The other one is waiting for something. Like, sorry. Um, there's a kind of a national sport that is waiting for something. Bakery stuff, for example, ba going to the bakery on a Sunday, you can wait for one hour, one hour and a half for going to buy bread. Okay. That's what, like, make the, the what, long queues. The long queues. Waiting comes, for something. It comes with the structured mind a little bit, no? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, but we, we don't have this. You don't go to the bakery and wait for one hour and a half for bread. And you don't wait for one hour and a half, a half in, for anything. anything in Barcelona. Uh, that's yeah. a point. And I was also shocking, like, People is going for a trip to the bakery, basically, because they are spending half of the, mo of the morning mm -hmm. just for buying bread. That it's fine, because the bread here is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. True. True. That's something that I didn't know before. I just discovered and I really like it. Yeah, that, that's true, actually. I, I, I never, knew the beer. I knew the beer, I knew the beer I knew but the, not the bread. The, and it... Uh, that's, that's beer is liquid I mean, bread on, also, but, you know. <laughs> they but, know how to do yeah, everything exactly. bread Everything bread-related, no, yeah. bread <laughs> they know how to do it properly. And also the other thing that um, they like a lot to tell you, like, for example, if you're at the train mm -hmm. and you're, you're with the bike and you are not in the area of the bikes... Right. They're complaining. They are complaining and they teach you and they tell to you that you're doing something wrong. And it's like, and also because I think, I don't know, and they tell it in, to you in German, then you just put this face of, I'm not understanding shit, then I don't care. But they, I think, I, now that I'm just understanding a little bit more um, day by day, I just realized that they like to... Um, kind of teach you like mm. they are giving they are totally complaining yeah complaining and they like to to tell you what you are doing wrong that it's something that well it's also a matter of perspective sometimes because mm. maybe if there's not that much people in the train maybe I don't know what you are complaining mm. I'm not bothering anyone but they like to do these kind of things and also one thing that I just realized that I also want to share um, I just realized that Germans are, I mean, very like precise when they talk, mm. for example, I mean, the vocabulary itself is very precise always, and they are very careful, careful and structured. And I, I just have the hypothesis. It's my hypothesis that this is coming from the language mm. because the language itself is very structured. Uh, if you, I have the feeling that, or I had the feeling that when two Germans are discussing, as they need to process their feelings through the structure of the sentence, they are not being impulsive at all. That instead, instead of speeding up the conversation, they are slowing down the conversation. Then it, it turns to a totally rational thing instead of being totally passional. That's also a cultural thing, but mm. I think it's also... I don't know. It's my point of view on this. Yeah, I mean... I mean. 
You mean that at the end the language is it's a structured language and it's not easy to talk uh, German, let's say, then they have a lot of rules that are happening and rules that are doesn't have any But, rule behind. Yeah, and, exactly. And when we, for example, we are discussing Catalan or Spanish, that mm -hmm. we speed up our our speech because mm -hmm. we are able to put the verb whatever or manage the sentences. In German, there's two or, two or three structures, yeah. at least two, mm -hmm. you know, and it's always like this. And you have exactly. to, to be very precise. Then you need to think exactly what you are going to say to mm -hmm. not being misunderstood. And it's something that I realized that the behavior of the people, it's, I don't know, it's very related on how the language is structured and it's precise. Yeah, it's, actually, that's, that's, a, that's a curious theory. I mean, it's, and, I, and it's true that... Uh, other languages are a little bit more passional, especially speaking. And we are we we know a lot of a southern European style, Italian, Catalan, Italian, Spanish, Catalan, French, Spanish, even, French, even Portuguese. Also, mm -hmm. they are more singy, and in German, it's like always. Like I have the feeling that it's quite monotonous the way that they talk. There's no that much singy yeah, thing. That's also a curious thing that I realized. Um, This concept of harshness of, of the language, no, you, you always through, I suppose, through Hollywood and through all the films about yeah, but uh, this German, is, it's totally, it's the stigma, it's, it's, it's a stigma that we mm. are, it's the, the stigma that I talked before, like, I had to totally broke the stigma that I had because I had a construction of, of, of Germany that was totally wrong. At some point, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, and I think especially here in Hessen, because we know Germany, it's it's, it's a big, big country. Yeah. It's a big country, and, and and there is a lot of dialects. Mm. And especially here, when they speak like in the Hessen mm. way of, of speaking, not even speaking Hessish, like speaking German, but mm. but in the way of here, it's quite soft. Yeah, and and that's also helping a lot to learn it. Yep, because I, I, I don't know if I. I mean, it's already hard for me to make the thing. Yeah. I don't, I'm, yeah. yeah. Then I'm, I'm just doing the R as Franconian, for example. Mm. And that's easier, easier for us. But yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, I'm quite analytic on these kind of things. And I just realized it, that the language, it's also a way of expressing a, a cultural way. I mean, mm -hmm. as a Catalans, we know that. And, for example, Catalan speaking is totally different from the Spanish speaking. Like, Spanish speaking mm. is more hard. That's why, mm -hmm. for example, in my case, I use it for discussing or because it's harder, it sounds harder. Mm -hmm. The Catalan is more emotional because it's more singing. It's more, mm. like, soft at some point. It Close, doesn't Closer to Italian, Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. more soft. It's more like, yeah, but it's more up and down, up melodic. and down. It's melodic. Mm. And German-wise, I'm it's... For me, it's very precise, very detailed. Mm. The vocabulary, it's, it's, if you compare the, the Spanish vocabulary with the German vocabulary, it's, it's, I think it's four or five times bigger. Like, what, what sizes, you it, mean? Like yeah, have, word, they, yeah. They have this uh, big uh, Be, tradition of uh, putting words together. No, and also, and that's another sport that I, re <laughs> I really love, uh, like, like putting words together yeah. and not being able even to pronounce really? them yeah. because you need to breathe in between and you <laughs> cannot that's but i love it because you try at least you try it and you just make you just laugh yeah. and and that's that's fine True. yeah but uh, it's about the the construction of the language 
that it's present on the behavior of the people. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I, I see that and I feel that. Because, for example, if you go to Berlin, that they also talk another dialect, and it's mm. more like, it's more singy, for example. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've been there. Yeah. They also have another behavior. You know. Yeah, true, true. I mean, <laughs> we we have a little bit the joke uh, with with German people that Berlin it's 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 another country, you know, because it's it's it's, it's uh, kind of different. And I would say that's that's related with one of the questions that I also wanted to ask you. Um, would like would you rather prefer another city in in Germany than than Frankfurt? That's a very good question. That's already a question that just popped up um, when I was deciding to do my master's degree mm. because I had the chance to do it in Bar doing it in Barcelona or in Berlin. Mm. And actually the sentence of my father was like, if you go to Berlin, you're not finishing the master's you degree. You lose yourself. You're yeah. going to lose yourself. Yeah. Then I think that nowadays I'm more mature and I'm able to manage myself better, let's say. Mm -hmm. I would love at some point in my life to move or to Hamburg or to Berlin. Okay. Yeah. Two, two of my favorite I, I, cities. Also, yeah. I, 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 I really like Frankfurt because coming from Barcelona, that it's big city, uh, from going from side to side, you need to spend almost one hour, one hour and a half. Mm -hmm. And Frankfurt, you can just cross Frankfurt in 45, one hour, yeah. like by bike or walk, even walking. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Well, Mark here has not said this, but I, I just brought, I'm a horse rider since I'm four years old yeah. and I got the crazy idea to, to bring my horse here. It yeah, was that's, a, that's one of the things that I was also like planning it, to do last year at it, some point. It was an adventure because I didn't know German at all and I was just trying to find places for him, like, and I was just going around. How, how is... How is being bringing an? I mean, come on! I have two cats that at some point, at some episode of this podcast, will appear in between the camera and, and in front of the microphones because I know them. But it's not the same. It's 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 an animal that it's it's a bit huge. It's it's, a it's, it's it's a really huge animal. It's a fucking horse. It's I don't know. It started like it was crazy because it started like a possibility. At some, it was just a crazy idea in mine mm -hmm. because I remember that I, I, when I came here that the plan was just staying for three months I was already trying to find like ride clubs and places mm -hmm. because at some I don't know I had the feeling that well if I'm in, if, I, if I'm going to be three months there maybe I, I will find a, a job or another opportunity and maybe I can stay there more and it was something that was just growing growing and growing mm -hmm. And then I remember that in July, then we when we got the contract with the old our old company, mm. I I just my father he just told me I went to Barcelona and he was like, "What are you going to do with the horse?" Mm -hmm. Because your, your life is starting to settle in, in yeah, Germany. Yeah, exactly. You are moving to Germany. You you are coming once a month, and you can. I mean, what are you going to do with him? Because at at some point it doesn't make any kind of sense. Mm -hmm. to be paying for a horse that you cannot, you are not going to ride. Right, yeah. Then he was not making... Pressure? He, I mean, he was kind of making pressure because obviously he needed to make pressure. Like, he needed to know an answer. I mean, it's not something that you can stay uh, neutral. Like, or 
you decide to take it or you decide to, to sell, to sell it. it. And for him, if I would decide to sell it for him, he would probably try to find another way and not selling it. Mm -hmm. But I think that he was looking for the I mean, let's, let's, let's clarify things. Halon, it's, it's the horse for a long time. I mean, I mean Halon is my pet. It's, it's, my, it's my pet. I mean, we have been together for 17 years now. 17 years. Uh, Halon, it's how, how old is he? He's 20 now. 20 now. 17 years of, of a life of a horse. And, and 17 years yes, of your of life, my being life together. It's, and it's he a gave me time. a lot of good things. And actually he saved me from a lot of, of experiences. And he gave, me another, he gave me a lot of opportunities to, mm -hmm. to recognize that I was good in, in few aspects. Mm -hmm. And I, I debt him a lot of things from my emotional yeah. side, you know, also from, from my professional side, because I would probably not, would not be able to be here if he, I would not, if I, he was not being part of the, my life equation. Yeah. I, I am totally pretty, I'm pretty sure about that. That's why I decided to bring him here. But obviously yeah. it was a risky movement because if for me, It took me one hour, no, one hour, sorry, one hour, no, but one year and a half to settle down in this city mm -hmm. for an animal that you cannot even explain why you are moving him. It's another world. And so the movement of a horse. And the movement of a horse so, in German. It's not something that you can like, finding, put in Finding a, the place, finding the exactly. proper place because... I mean, on the other hand, if, if you will be like considering moving a horse to China, for example, you will not even consider it, most probably, because the, the amount of hours of this horse no, uh, in the road, it. it's, it's impossible. In the other, like in a small animal, like a, a small dog or a cat, yeah. um, you can manage somehow yeah. to do these kind of things. But how many hours it's for a horse of being in the road? For him, it was four days. Four days of route. Four days of route, and mm -hmm. he came that he was freaking out, full of 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 like cats, mm -hmm. and he was he was very stressed. And I I really I never saw him that way in my life. And since he came, he's scared of everything. Like he doesn't know where he is yet. He has not settled down. It's a process that obviously we are working on on it. Little by little, and as, as I said, it took me one year and a half to understand that I was here, here mm -hmm. and to start thinking about me instead of thinking about only job or or other stuff. Um, at least um, for me, and I think that for him it's the better option. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be maybe selfish saying that, but for me it was a very good thing or he was a very good escape for during corona because it was the only mm -hmm. thing that I was able to do yeah. and I was going for a ride almost every day mm -hmm. that if you if I just think back in the days in Barcelona I was going to for a ride once a month for example yeah. you know nice. and I just it, I just took this activity again that obviously But do you consider this because uh, the life in Barcelona is more frenetic, or there is much more? Things because I to took do different decisions. I mean, it's when you write. A, I mean, when I just realized it that no one told me that in, when I was 12 years old that I would still have a horse. First mm -hmm. of all, it was a decision that I was making for life, and no one told me that. Yep. 
and you are too young and you want that but you are too young to realize that this is going to be a this is a marriage it's a long term thing it's a long long term thing depending on the on the behavior behavior that you have because there's a lot of people that are able to sell to sell them but in in my case or in our in our family that was not even a possibility mm. then no one explains you that no one tells you that hey you're going to grow up and you're probably going to not be that interested on this sport for a long time or for a while that it happened to me like well, from one day to another I just discovered party I just discovered Barcelona I started mm. I, I started to study in Barcelona and everything changed and it was like I was writing once or twice a month when I was writing four days a week yeah. then everything changed but it's a long term um, contract mm. that no one explains you when you are a kid yeah, if I would go back and knowing this information I would probably not have a horse okay Interesting. I mean, I love I, him. I mean, knowing the dependency that you have in your horse and, and just, just about yeah. what you have explained and how much you love this animal at the end. Um, yeah. And, and how much uh, emotional uh, connections you have created with this. It's, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's a harsh sta statement. Yeah, but it's, it's a, but it's a kid for me. Yeah, it's of course, someone, you need to some, take care of that. Uh, that I need to take care that I cannot live for more, more than one month. I cannot go for traveling the world, for mm. example, that would... Yeah be something that I would love to I cannot do that for the moment for the moment yeah but obviously there's a lot of things that you have never thought about that obviously yeah. the fact of taking him to Germany that it I was mean, already crazy old, you were not even thinking going moving anywhere exactly and, and, and with 12 years old you were not even planning traveling around the exactly. world or what are the consequences of having an animal of this yeah and also like when I moved him here that I was trying to find at least for the best place for him because it everywhere that I was just going it was smelling competition smelling training mm. and smelling like a vibe that I was not up to take him like I was totally I've been into competitions I've been in, in, in a lot of years and it was I think that we are in another page now and finding the a place where I can rely on people mm -hmm. That for me was very important and not only rely me on them, also Halon re relying on them. That for me was the main point. It was hard. I mean, I found this place because I was just checking Google Maps on the satellite map style, and yeah. style. And I started to like, just because I know how a ride club looks, like, like, uh, looks. And I just found it like in Oberrad yeah. by chance. Okay. Yeah, I mean, sounds sounds a difficult decision, but it's also really interesting. I mean, at the end, mm. it's it's an emotional fact. Uh, it's it's really like an emotional thing at the end on there, no? Um, yeah, I would suggest uh, we stop for a second the recording and we go for another beer and we continue. Yeah, That I need to for you. go to. I, I was all already writing like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't need to write me this. You can. I can say it. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm peeing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we stop here and then we continue. That's what beer does. Yeah, does. definitely. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we are back. We grab our second round of beers. Um, yeah. I think just before we stopped the video recording and uh, the recording of the audio, we were talking about your horse. Uh, 
and how halon has halon 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 has helped you um, through the corona times and i wanted to ask you how it has been for you this this last year year and a half of corona situation honestly i i think i'm a very lucky person and somehow I have the feeling that this is quite selfish at some point, but I think that taking him here, it was a great decision, at least for me. I don't know if it, it for him it, he thinks the same, but every time that I'm going, I see that he's happy that I'm going, and I'm going quite often. Mm. On the other side, for me, it was a way of escaping. Like, I, I couldn't do anything else rather than... I, I, at least I had something to do. It was going for a ride. Mm. And compared with people that I know or people that were around me that they were not able to to do anything. Like, for example, Edo, he wasn't able to go to the swimming pool or Philip to go mm. for, to fo for playing football. football. In my case, I, I, I could maintain the same or I, I even increased the rhythm of mm. times that I was going there. I mean, talking about sports and talking about this, it's true. Uh, besides that, you have felt like being in another country during these corona times means you're far away from your parents, you're far away from your family, you're far away from, from friends at the end. Um, has this been a moment of a situation which is uh, more difficult than, than normal times? Mm, I learned a lot, actually. Obviously, I think that for everyone, this situation has been quite difficult. I can consider myself as a privileged one, mm -hmm. as I could maintain my job and I was working from home. Thing that was, from a mental health point of view, it's struggling a lot because I've, I mean, in my case, for example, I'm sleeping in my room and working in my room, and it's mm -hmm. something that I was not even doing in. Barcelona, when I was living with my parents, I was always, I mean, my bedroom was my bedroom, was just only for sleeping. And now combining these two lives, it's it's struggling a lot in for, on my mental health. On the other side, that's what I want to remark at some point, that being able to go for a ride wherever I wanted or like just for escaping and going there and maybe spending there like four or five, three hours or five or maybe half a day mm. on weekends was already... Yeah, a way of, of running away from, from the situation. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was totally running away from the situation and I, I was my way of escaping of everything. That mm. That's why I consider myself as, from one side, privileged and from the other side, lucky. Mm -hmm. for having this because I, I think that I don't know there, um, there is people struggling a lot there's in this current situation I, 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 and I totally understand that mm -hmm. and that's why I said that at some point I don't know if this approach it's kind of selfish because for me it was pretty good having Halon here and I still don't I mean I will never be able to know how does he feels about mm -hmm. Coming to Germany, but in, in any case, mm. I think that for both of us, it was a 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's it's an instruction point for you. But at the end, we are we are playing with mm. some privileges we have at the end. Not being mm. in the IT sector, which is yeah, most, but I, I would yeah, but this is something that I, I I think that it's coming from from another side, like already having the privilege of mm. of having a horse. It's it's, it's something that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was you know, trying to analyze like, a little bit the outside. It's something of it. that I don't share it that often, and mm. you know me that I don't share it that yeah at sure. all, at all. And it's something that well, it has been a point of discussion with my flatmates at some point. Like, why why you don't share it? Like, I because first of all, it's my information, and second, um, well, there's people quite rigid and stigmatizing this kind of people and mm -hmm. I've suffered this and that's why I just try to keep us so you mean like having a horse makes like the, the standardization on you that you are in a in a social class or in a in a special no thing that you are it? a kind of person actually okay okay so it's fixing your you behavior, on personality yeah okay. that your behavior and what you are you are as a person mm -hmm. it's already said yeah it's interesting actually because and i think like that, this, no? yeah exactly and i think that you were you you were in the office with me the day that halon came mm -hmm. it was the 10th of september actually mm -hmm. like from one year and a half ago and it was there was bianca behind us julia sepp Mm. And I just turned and it was like, hey, Seb, tomorrow I cannot come because Halon is coming. Oh and Julia was like, Kiara, your horse is coming. And Bianca just turned like, what? You have a horse. You have a horse? And I was like, yes, you are a horse girl? Really? This is stick. It's, it's, no, this already preset thought about mm -hmm. this kind of people. Mm -hmm. that, yeah. It's totally. And, Most of them are, to, are like this, and I would not like to extend this conversation farther than um, like one minute more about this topic. But this is true that it's very stigmatized because it's totally related. And in Spain, it's another topic because there's mm. there was a lot of farmers having a lot of horses, and mm -hmm. you know it's not related to being rich or rich being, or not, or it's, it's something like there, it's yeah. and yeah. But this in here in Germany, it's very it's stigmatized let's okay. say that's, and that's but for me it was it's a i mean has it's cool because he has saved me in a lot of moments in my life mm -hmm. when i was a teenager and he helped me a lot like to be proud of myself mm -hmm. and nowadays he helped me to escape from the situation from corona yeah of course and I mean, I think all of us, I mean, come on, I'm doing this podcast also mm. as, a, as, a, as a way of escaping mm. for it. It's just like most probably without the situation of Corona, I would never have started mm. the podcast because I would be doing hundreds of other things. Mm. And I think everyone is like uh, somehow reinventing themselves or trying reusing to find ways, trying yeah, to find exactly. ways to project their frustration, their rage, because there's, I, I don't know, but in my case, I, I just suffer a lot of rage or I've turned into a person that it's if I was if I was already controllative and like picky with house mm -hmm. stuff for example or kitchen mainly I turned even more mm -hmm. 
also because I'm spending there the whole day. I think uh, this is an interesting point. I think uh, it has uh, potentiated uh, small talks and uh, small OCDs, peaks, peaks, OCDs. Yeah, yeah. Um, mental health. It's, it's something that it's going on in this direction. Like, it's <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, Fucking beer. Next time I'm going to choose white wine. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, going out of the Corona topic because I think it's it's. It's repetitive everywhere. Yeah, and, and I think that like people maybe. I mean, I would not like to hear that topic for a long time. Yeah, for more than five minutes. Actually. So, I, I wanted to ask you one uh, question that I have left for you. It's what is the part that you love the most of Germany, and what is the part that you hate the most? It's of funny because I already here. prepared that question, like in an exam at some point. I mean, I know the answer, but I don't know the explanation itself, but I think that will make myself understand. Bureaucracy. I hate German bureaucracy, mm -hmm. but I love it at the same time. So it's, it's the same response for the two questions? Yes, exactly. Okay. Because... There's one thing that I just realized that here people, there's not that much rules or laws. Okay. I would rather. Okay. Okay. That's, no, because that's you can drink on the street or in whatever. Like, I, you mean that the, the, there is freedoms for the people to do whatever they want. Exactly. There's, there's strict rules. Mm -hmm. There's less rules that compared with Barcelona. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And people follow them because they follow... It's not about following the rules, but they follow the limits of the rules. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know? that's something that I, I mean... And in Barcelona, we don't give a fuck about it. Yeah, that, that's funny, actually. It's, it's really visible when it comes to, to public transportation, exactly. for example. No, we, we need to... Uh, in Barcelona, for entering the metro station, um, you need to put the, take, the, the ticket. The ticket, and enter, here you don't need to put the ticket, the but everyone knows that you need to buy a ticket for that. And Obviously, everyone is buying it, exactly. which, is, which is fascinating. Exactly. There's, I mean, there's the bureaucracy, also the bureaucratic side, that everything is very organized, that helps you a lot to understand the process. Mm -hmm. But on the other side, this process is slow. I mean, it's faster than, for example, in Barcelona or in Spain itself. Yeah, I would in consider there, is more, very, there I mean, is more steps. There's more, yeah, there's more steps, but the process is faster. You need to be involved more often. It's, it's, uh, yeah, uh, true. And, but at the, on the other hand, I, I would consider it's more traditional. Also, like everything it's based on a, on a paperwork. And I think it's something that here in Germany we see a lot. The digitalization of, of, of processes, it's, yeah, but it's the, really low. Yeah, but the steps, you know which steps that you need to follow and the steps are quite fast. For example, if we are talking about taxes in Spain, they can answer you in three months and they don't even answer you. And in here it's like, even well, if they are... Three months is fast in Spain. Exactly. <laughs> three months is... And here's another topic. It's like, okay, it's it's working totally different or I don't know to register mm. for going for registration a new flat or steps that are like the first ones that mm -hmm. when you come here like bureaucracy like taking a ticket to going to the uh, city center and city hall and Burgma and, and mm -hmm. it's everything the process itself is very set structure yeah. structured and set it then it's like, okay, German bureaucracy. But at some point, 
it's going in your favor because you know exactly in which point are you. Then it's hmm. giving you even more information that if you are in Barcelona, that the process it's you don't even know what what's going on because no one's letting you to know anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of I kind of understand the point in there. It's just like. The, the only problem that I see from here, and, I, and now I'm putting my perspective in it, mm. it's just like that when you arrive to this country, you don't know. No, exactly. That, that it's you, totally, don't, you need to do any of you, this. You need, to, you need to go back like 20 years. It's exactly. It's, it's just like, but I, I, I suppose this happens in, in nearly every country where you, where you go new, no? That there is absolutely nobody telling you that you need to register your house. And there is differences between what you do here and what you will do back home. Mm. Uh, we can put the clear example of the TV, radio, taxes in, in this country. Something that I need w to do in your <laughs> apartment and to help me to do Because taxes. everyone pays these taxes, even if you don't have a TV or you don't have a radio. That's the point. And, and for me, that's why it's a situation of love and hate. Mm -hmm. Okay? True. Yeah. Because I've, I think that I have a an analytic mindset and process mindset that helped me to not suffer that much on this process or mm -hmm. main while this process is being going through. Yep. But on the other side, come on. It's like, it's, it, it's tough. Like going personally there, papers and everything. But in the end, it's, it's, would, would you add a, le a, a level on top of that, which is the language on doing this kind of process? Yeah, but you know what happened? That, I don't know, I mean, I, I have the feeling that here in Frankfurt, everyone is very international and you are able to speak both languages. I've never had any kind of problem with that. And for example, if I would, if I would put myself in uh, foreign shoes going to Spain, mm -hmm. trying to talk in English... Yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, okay, I yeah. think that they were they would have a lot of problems with that, and in here, even if they were talking to me in German, I mean, they were tr at least talking to me like slow, mm. or I were a I was able to translate it by like by phone, mm -hmm. or at least the words they were quite patient with that. At n not the first day, the first day that I went to the register, the girl was such an asshole but directly I an asshole story, like, i mean i was basically talking to her in catalan arriving to the point of switching to catalan to to, to a person that yes, you know that because she i, I was asking it. her like hey i'm i'm going to the registration and she was like talking to me in german and i was taking telling her like hey i'm so sorry i don't know german and it's not about that she was not switching to english it's that she was totally arrogant talking to me in German. And I was mm. making myself clear that I was not, I was totally the new. To the tone of voice, yeah, yeah. The tone of voice and the position, like totally arrogant, totally like over you, you know? And I, it was like, hey, I'm so sorry, I'm not understanding you. And she was replying in German and saying stuff in German. Then at some point I just said, um, I, I started to talk to her in Catalan. Mm. I mean, it's it's just That's a funny nice, situation, and at the end, at the end, you're you're living in a country where you are not speaking the language of that country, and I understand that, but 
in an international city like Frankfurt, for example, no, you're just like you are putting the center of the economic banking industry here, okay? And she was we only, know we know she how. only had to say to me in which floor I had to go. Exactly. You know, you are all, it's you are working not rocket on the, science. Exactly. What you I are, was asking for. You are for. working on the registration office, so you should be more or less used to having people who are newcomers to the city and it's totally normal and we have seen that in a lot of different cases where um, you are coming new to a country and maybe you don't speak the language of I that mean, country. I, I, I also wanted, for example, because I also wanted to share the experience that you were also with me when we went to Mainz for this mm -hmm. concert yeah. that we were having a cigarette and a group of guys and one girl came to us in German and you were able to reply in German and I was just looking to them like what the fuck they are saying mm. and they were basically not happy with the fact that we were not able to talk German and they got totally aggressive and she was actually trying to make you nervous to kick her and it was a very uncomfortable situation because As a Catalan, I mean, I talk Spanish in Catalan and I actually, I, I'm always talking in Catalan because it's my, I, I consider actually, it my language. I mean, you, you speak with your parents in, in Spanish. Yeah, I talk with my father with, in Spanish and I talk with my mother in Catalan. But in, in any case, I know in which moment I need to use the language. Mm -hmm. And I will never try to find for a discussion with other people. Obviously, if there's people that they are just recognizing my accent of Catalan, if I'm going to another area of Spain that's another topic that's another to totally different topic mm. but in our case we were in a concert chilling having a cigarette and you well. had this we and I I totally I, I was like I've never suffered this before and I consider myself as a privileged one mm -hmm. because I'm so sorry for I, I'm so sorry for saying that but we are white and we have a level of privileges that If mm -hmm. that would be another person, definitely, definitely. that would probably end in another way. Yeah, of, of course. I mean, and I mean, we, we were in that situation in Mainz, in that concert. And I was not expecting that at all. I've never experienced yeah, that before. I was, I was not experiencing I've it I've traveled in like South this. America. I've traveled to, to, to uh, Greece. Um, mm -hmm. I've never had this situation Yeah, but again, <laughs> we are coming back uh, to which kind of people was the guys who who were going against us at that moment of time, and we knew them, and 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 we knew them only because they were having a pin off the IFT. Come on, we know I didn't who are recognize these people. That. That. I'm so sorry, I didn't recognize. I was not fast enough, maybe, to recognize that. But in any case, I mean, I've. And yeah, it's, it's it's not a comfortable situation. It's not a comfortable situation at it's, all. It's, at all. And I think, for example, when and I'm talking, I'm gonna talk about one person that we know that it was an old flatmate of of Ada, mm -hmm. um, Paul, mm -hmm. that he was really uh, strong. He had very strong position with Catalan, like that. We had a discussion, and I remember this, and I, I was totally pissed off with um, the conversation because he was like, "Yeah, I just." He was explaining. Today, I, I just I, I was leaving the university, and a a, a girl from 
anywhere. Like she was talking in English. Came to me in English, mm. asking for, hey, do you know where's that place? And he was replying to her in Catalan. And she was not understanding shit. And he was like, yeah, but if they are in Catalonia, they need to speak in Catalan. It's like, this is being, for me, this is being a f Yeah, I mean, come on. As, okay. No, as... and I'm, I'm going to use that word because for someone that maybe she just spent two days and she's trying to exactly. settle down and she's trying to make, like, understand how everything works. Make things easier, and, and the, you know? You, you never know the background of the person that it's talking But in any you. case, how, how would you like to be, uh, to be trade? That's the main question. Mm -hmm. yeah. How would you like to be trade? Then act as you would like to be trade. That's easy as hell. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not that easy for some people, it looks like. So, yeah. Well, but, but in any case, it's, it's always the same story, you know, with that kind of things. And what we suffer in mind for me was totally shocking because I was, mm. I was not expecting that at all. No, especially we were in an ambient and we were really happy about it. It's uh, and a, we Cat in, a Catalan group uh, from Barcelona yeah, with we, like three bodies. And was we were in a club that at least they had a protocol and they were yeah, pushing for... Yeah, it was a Shunshun, yeah. it was a nice club. We were having a really nice night. I mean... We were having a, a Catalan uh, hip hop rap uh, mm -hmm. feminist group coming to to Minds, which for us was yeah, we love you. Uh, uh, yeah, it was actually I think it was during the concert of Chef Boss, just behind the, the concert of Trivada. No, it was this before. Happened before that it concert, was before. But yeah, the situations happens, and it's this is really sad to be honest. To to do yeah, to but I I would never imagine myself suffering this this situation. I don't know why. Maybe mm. I'm too naive. I don't know why. You know? But I've never imagined... Because mm. I've... It's what I said before. I mean, we also need to assume that we have levels of privilege that people from other countries, maybe they don't have. And mm. we are not able to think about these kind of things because we have never experienced them. Experienced them. Yeah, and course. I'm not saying that I'm totally shocked or or traumatized by by this but I, I don't know but it's something that i would never try to make experience to someone mm -hmm. that it's coming to barcelona because we also have the chance to talk to them in catalan or spanish and most of them are coming with the spanish and then we are able to decide okay we i'm going to talk to that person in spanish because of course oh, I mean. it's easier for that person and it's going to be more useful if that person wants to speak in Catalan, I'm going to be so fucking proud because of you, that. Because you person. never know if that person will put the effort on learning Catalan. Yeah, and but I, it's something, on. it's a For own us, decision. It's, it's the persons who come from outside and try to learn Catalan, Catalan. In, in Catalonia, it's... I'm so fucking it's, proud it's, of them. It's amazing. I'm so fucking proud of them because it's only, a, it's a language spoken for 7 million of people that it's not... 10 million it, and a half, but yeah. Yes, well, I just forgot the half. So sorry. ten million and a half. It's it's ten three million more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. Okay, yeah, then I just quite... forgot three million and a half. So sorry, forgot <laughs> three million and a half. Um, no, but that's true that we are not forcing, or in my case, or the people that I'm being surrounded, or the people that it's close to me, we mm -hmm. are not forcing anyone to talk in Catalan. Yeah, like it's something that they want to learn because they want to 
get part into the culture. Mm -hmm. And it's something that, for example, it's my main purpose or my main um, reason mm -hmm. for learning German here. Okay, I'm living in Frankfurt. It's a very international city. I'm able to survive in English if I want. But I think, first of all, I have two, two things that are just forcing me to learn German. That one, the first one and the most important one, learning a language, it's opening new doors in your brain mm. and it's not, never resting. It's always... Keeping yourself at, updated with things. It's yeah. no, it's 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 plus. It's a plus. It's never it's never you less. You never it's lose anything. You never lose anything, and on the other side, it's a matter of culture. Mm -hmm. Like if you are going to settle down in somewhere, I think that, you as should, I said, you should be you should learning. be able to learn the language. And as I said, I think that the language, in this case, as a behavioral point of view. Uh, have a lot of influence mm -hmm. yeah so we need to like end the podcast uh, the episode for today uh, it has been really really cool I think I have like two last questions um, we first, can make it fast yeah it's okay I mean it, it's, it should should be okay uh, first one would be the key recommendation that you will give to someone coming from Catalonia or from Spain into Germany. If you have a friend of a friend of a friend that is living in that place, reach them. Mm -hmm. They will help you. That's the best thing that you can do. Like having someone that, even if you don't know that person, it's able to help you. And I think that people that has um, left their countries and went to another country, they will always be open to help mm -hmm. new people to settle down here. Okay. That's my yeah. recommendation. Cool. And the last question of today, I would say it's something that it's not a question at the end. It's just like any personal projects, any friends, anything that you want to use this channel to, to promote. Yes, I want to, to use this channel to promote your podcast, actually. Again, this is like, <laughs> that, that's already my podcast. It's, that's not <laughs> that's Yeah, not but I don't know. And yeah, just uh, guys or and girls, ladies, people... In the uh, all over the world, just if you think that things that are interesting, be at least being talking that podcast are interesting. Um, it's always nice to share them. Then just do it. That's my recommendation. Yeah, I mean, thanks a lot. You're welcome. I think that's a call to everyone just uh, who is living abroad or has lived abroad that. Definitely they can contact and yeah, we can manage to try to find a recording. And if you have amazing experience as a, as a, an Auslander, as an immigrant, as a foreigner living in another country, just reach out. Auslander, Sudländer. Mm -hmm. Because we are Sudländer. <laughs> so yeah, thank you so much, Carlotta. You're welcome. Prost. Prost. Salud. Salud. Before Sakanut. Before Sakanut. <laughs>